Welcome to another edition of Beyond the Bite. I'm your host, Eddie Aldrete. Before we get to today's episode, just a gentle reminder that election season is upon us. The 2023 election, that is. It's an off-year election cycle, but there are 14 statewide propositions on the ballot that require your attention. If you thought that state legislators lowered your property taxes, you'd be half right. While they did pass a bill to do just that, it does require an affirmative vote by the people of Texas. That means if you want tax relief, you need to vote for it on November the 7th. Early voting is already underway, and election day is Tuesday, November 7th. This is likely going to be a very low voter turnout, so every vote matters. If you live in San Antonio, beyond the proposition, there is one more election that requires your attention. In fact, the only candidates on the ballot are running for the San Antonio River Authority. The two open seats on the River Authority Board of Directors are at-large districts. There are five candidates running for these two at-large seats, and they are Joseph Jody Iglesias, Patrice Melanson, Dan Rossiter, Joel Solis, and Lisa Gonzalez Baratachea. Again, you may vote for two of the five candidates, and the top two vote-getters will be elected to serve. In this episode, we'll sit down with one of those candidates. So join us now as we go Beyond the Bite with Lisa Gonzalez Baratachea. There are three components to their mission. One is their primary role is on safety, and it has to do with flooding. And then the second is cleanliness. When you build a development or homes, where's water displaced? Where does it go? How does it get into the streams? How does it go back into the river? And then the third one is the enjoyability of it, which now you can bike, now you can kayak. All that has been the drive of the, the River Authority to, to create the engagement of the community with their river. So we are here today with Lisa Gonzalez Baratachea, who is a candidate for the San Antonio River Authority. Lisa, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Well, first of all, let's go back a ways because you you and I have known each other for a long time. I think I met you when you were working for the Chamber of Commerce and you spent some time there working public affairs, government relations. You actually, when you were there, you got to know not only city council issues, local issues, but policy issues in Austin and policy issues in Washington. Tell me about your time there at the chamber. So I was at the chamber for almost 10 years and loved it all. I loved being engaged with public policy and it was such a joy to work with business leaders who volunteered their time because they cared about our community. And I loved being a part of that and really thrived in that environment of being a, a collaborator, someone who would try to understand the issues, try to help the business community understand the issues, and then weigh in to make a difference in whatever it was that we were talking about, fighting, whether it was transportation or water policy or trying to learn and do something about energy, nuclear energy. So I was sort of the policy expert on a bunch of things, but not necessarily an expert on any one thing. I was just trying to 
understand everything all at the same time and help people understand what was going on in the policy world and in government. And I was the person who understood how government functioned. So I knew where to plug in the business community voice so that it mattered. So um, you just said something that I I want you to clarify because I'm not sure I understood it. You said government functioned? Because <laughs> well, uh, right so, now on the in Washington, at least, it, it's not, not functioning, functioning so well. I mean, you can are probably make that argument for every level of government right now. But my experience with government didn't start at the chamber. I previously had worked for the governor in Austin, and I was a policy and budget analyst. And even before that, I was at City Hall and worked for two different council members. Bonnie Connor. And Robert Marbud at the time. Okay. And so He was seven. He, she, no, they, they were both eight. Oh, she, he was eight. And okay. so I, I worked with him and for a short amount of time, he was on his way out of office. But when I started at City Hall, I was actually working with Rebecca Miagran. She was his zoning director and... Debbie Marino, who was his chief of staff, and she was an Aggie, I'm an Aggie. And so it was a really fun time for me to, you know, plug in to an environment that was still very much active, engaged. I mean, Robert was still trying to accomplish things, um, but he was termed out and uh, Bonnie was, had just been elected. And so I got to know Charlie Connor and then got to know Bonnie Connor and Bonnie hired Rebecca and I to stay on on the team to continue the work in District 8. And so there was some continuity in the office. And just having that experience in Austin, learning how how it functioned, similar to, I mean, it was also in San Antonio, I got to learn how government functioned from the, from the inside, right? How things get introduced, how council members um, bring things forward and how it eventually becomes policy. And so I had that wonderful experience at City Hall and then a great experience in Austin and ended up back in San Antonio to work for Joe Cryer. And of course, I loved being a part of the the organization and really getting to know the, the movers and shakers in San Antonio. I remember a time when Bill Thornton was elected. And I remember talking to my dad about the election yeah, I mean, I was when Thornton you know, was mayor. When, when sorry, or, yes, when Thornton, when Bill Thornton became mayor, I remember very specifically we were in the car listening to talk radio, and um, and I remember thinking, who is Bill Thornton? He's a dentist. How did he get elected <laughs> to be the mayor, Dad? And, and he, he, I remember my dad saying, you know, the powers that be elected him, and then um, and uh, some people will say uh, being on city council is like pulling teeth to try to get <laughs> anything done. But um, so you know, a lot of people say you really don't want to be there when the sausage is being made, <laughs> you know, truly understanding the the whole process. But you were in the middle of all that and you enjoyed it. I prefer to be on the back end helping figure out what the message is, help, helping to strategize how we get things accomplished and being able to help form the message, help figure out how to make it effective how to bring all the voices together so that people feel heard and then hopefully have this great product, whatever that might might be, whether it's aquifer protection or trying to figure out how to um, pass legislation in Austin for 
for whatever it may be, or to fight bad legislation in Austin. I was really involved in the fighting the bathroom bill in Austin when I was at the hotel association. Well, let's talk about that. Okay. So you were running the hotel and lodging association. So again, you were in a situation where you are advocating on behalf of your members predominantly, uh, I would assume at the local level, but probably also some in Austin as well. Yes. Predominantly my focus was local because we have a state associate, the hotel association has a state association and I worked really closely with the state leader, Scott Joslov. But because I did have Austin experience, it was definitely uh, for me exciting to be, yeah, to be back in Austin and um, was always willing to help and uh, get pulled into meetings or help make connections or somehow be engaged in Austin because I loved it. I loved being back in Austin and there are still so many people. I mean, once you have worked in Austin and worked for a legislator. You keep running into them. That's right. It's all connected, right? The six degrees of separation. It's not just to Kevin Bacon. So then you've had time at the local level. You've had time in Austin. You've seen and delighted in the sausage making process of how policy impacts a community. So what drove you to take a look at this, the San Antonio River Authority? You're a candidate to be on the board of directors of the San Antonio River Authority. So what drove you to do this, to jump into this particular race? I have always loved water policy is the answer. I loved it when I worked for Bonnie. Then I had the opportunity to really learn about water policy specific issues. When I was at the chamber, Robert went there, was the chairman of the Natural Resources Committee, and there were- In Austin, in, in the Austin, legislature. There were big policy decisions happening. And I remember I wrote maybe 16 white papers on different water policies that were going to be engaged in uh, during the legislative session. And so- junior senior rights, groundwater districts. I mean, just um, the, the, a lot of different kinds of water policies that I had to dig into and find the information about, be able to learn the issue and construct the argument and then be able to package it so that anyone could pick up the, the white paper and read it and understand what the issue was. Would you agree that water policy is not for the faint of heart? Because um, when it reminds me of the old adage, whiskey's for drinking and water's for fighting. Yes, it's very contentious, especially, I mean, I think all over Texas, they, everyone has water challenges. There's a lot of water typically in East Texas and not in West Texas. There is water north and doesn't go south. There's problems with the Rio Grande and the fight for water with Mexico. And that that's in normal circumstances, right. not during a drought. Droughts. And so working with the, with the river authority and their relationship with our Southern partners, their relationship with saws and the Edwards aquifer authority. And I mentioned the groundwater districts all around San Antonio that all, I mean, San Antonio is the the gorilla in the group. That we're the big, we're the heavy, and how we get along with everyone is really important because we have 
um, amazing water resources that have been diversified since since I started this water journey. I mean, when I was working with Bonnie, the Edwards was our only source of water, our only source of potable drinking water. And that's not the case today. And that's not on accident. And we, when we were at the chamber, Joe Cryer and Mike Belden and we're Labatt were all yelling, screaming, we need a reliable oh, yeah. source of water for and, the future. And not just one. You know, we need to not just rely on the Edwards because if something were to happen to the Edwards, where would we be as a community? And we supply water for not just San Antonio, but beyond San Antonio, the ETJ and beyond. So understanding that water is for fighting and understanding that um, we have a big role to play in the water around our community, for our community and around our community. And that's always been something that I've always been fascinated with and, um, you know, wanting to be more involved in. And this opportunity for the River Authority became available. And I just thought this is the right time for me to, to jump in, to have a role in it and to get plugged back into it and to be a leader in it. The San Antonio River Authority is a multi-county Agency. So you have Bear County, uh, Wilson County, Carnes County, and Goliad County. Mm-hmm. Now, of the 12 members on the board, six of them are represent Bear County. And of those six, four are represent a district and two are at large. That's correct. And you are running for one of the at large seats. Bear County at large. That's correct. And those two are both up, mm-hmm. the two at-large seats. Mm-hmm. So this is a very unique situation in that you not only get to vote once, but you get to vote for two different people. Yes. Um, explain how that works. So the ballot will read that you can, of the five people listed who are candidates for the River Authority Board of Directors, you can vote for two of the five. And that I believe that the language on the ballot will read that whoever wins the popular vote will get a four-year term and whoever gets second place will get a two-year term. And that is because the legislature just sunset the river authority and changed their terms from six-year terms to four-year terms. And so, so this will be the beginning of staggering the terms for all of the members of the state-created San Antonio River Authority. So whoever wins the popular vote will get the four-year term and won't have to run again in two years. Would you say that the primary role of the River Authority is not only overseeing the San Antonio River and its many tributaries, but is flood mitigation and risk-related issues? There are three components to their mission. One is, and the most important, their primary role is specifically that on safety and that has to do with flooding. So the river authority takes the lead on the floodplain maps for the county. And in fact, the maps that the river authority develops are what gets submitted to FEMA to use for the FEMA maps, which is very important to people who are in the development space and building space, because those maps are critical to establishing where the runoff will go, where where the pooling is for flooding, and then how to mitigate the flooding. So that's the primary concern of 
uh, and the mission for the river authority. And then the second is cleanliness. And so again, in that space of how uh, runoff is impacted when you build a development or homes, where where's water displaced? Where does it go? How does it get into the streams? How does it go back into the river? How does it get downstream? How does it go all the way down to from the headwaters in San Antonio all the way down to the basin in the Gulf of Mexico? And then the third one is um, the enjoyability of it, which you you have seen the evolution of the River Authority by taking what was the not a lot of exciting things happening along the creek where the missions are to now there's this beautiful mission, mission reach expansion and, and confluence park. And that's right. All of those, all of that development and the, the walkability and now you can bike, now you can kayak. Um, all that has been the, the drive of the, the river authority to, to create the engagement of the community with their river, which we haven't always seen in our life, right? We we haven't seen we haven't seen that for years. We've seen that in our recent lifetime. Um, and the Mayor Hardberger and Nelson Judge Wolf they put a lot of political capital into making that so. And the River Authority has been the lead in, in executing that and, and making it the jewel that it is today. And then the San Pedro Creek and the expansion of the the creek, making that exceptionally beautiful and a destination. And so there are plans now for uh, a creekway on the west side and um, some maybe expansion to the north of the river where it ends um, at La Gloria to have it continue to where the headwaters are. So there's still a lot of, there are still a lot of projects that are in the works at the River Authority. And I I'm excited to be a part of that organization that I think has done, you know, great things and is doing great things. I mean, I think one of the things about the River Authority, it's kind of under the radar. People don't really talk about it or not really. A lot of people don't it. even know what they do. They don't even know what they do. But there is a taxing component. They're one of the they're one of the the recipients of your tax dollars and your property tax dollars. It's point zero one eight five. Eight zero percent of your tax bill. So when you get your tax bill, it, it has the river authorities listed on there. And so knowing that we need to be good stewards of the money of our community um, is another, another part of my interest in being at the river authority. I mean, I think they're doing good things with our money. I think that they've done incredible, incredible projects. And um, I'm looking forward to just being part of that. I think you brought up an interesting point because you talked about um, things that uh, the River Authority did with the city and things that they've done with the county. Mm -hmm. So I think we all know you can't get anything in this world done if you just are always on an island and you're always doing it by yourself. So in this particular case, you have to work with um, multiple other jurisdictions, not just uh, the city and the county, but uh, many others, especially since you're in a multi-county area. And there's also federal dollars that have come to our, the, these projects, the the Army Corps of Engineers have been pivotal, instrumental in these projects um, that have allowed the city and the county to be able to um, support the, the development of the, of what was just kind of an ugly creek. And now it's this beautiful park for our community. And um, so there's a, there's still a lot of work to be done with the federal government also in, in 
the impetus of it is that it is a preventing floods. And so utilizing the all the resources and being able to pull in federal dollars is one of the things that the River Authority has been able to successfully accomplish. They're, they're still doing it. So if you are um, fortunate to be elected to this position, you'll you'll have the ability to work with Jim Campbell, who's the current chairman of the board. You and I have both known Jim for a long time. He's a great servant leader and uh, does a lot for this community and and um, he's highly respected. And uh, so I think it would be an amazing opportunity to sit side by side with Jim and work on these issues together. Yes, he's been a great friend for many years. I think that I met Jim when I started working at the city for Robert Marbot. I mean, I've known him for many years and he's been a friend and a mentor and I think that um, we work really well together and I look forward to that opportunity. There's um, a lot of great people on the River Authority. Uh, Mike Lackey worked, was at SAWS before the River Authority and Lou de Scalvan was at the with City Hall. And um, Jerry Gonzalez is a great representative of the South Side. So those are the four districts. And then, of course, there are um, uh, representatives from from downstream who I look forward to working with also. What do you anticipate um, are going to be the critical issues moving forward? You know, we talked about Confluence Park. We've talked about other projects that the River Authority has worked on. What do you see are the the bigger issues um, coming down the pike? Well, I think that there's... Or coming down the basin. That's right. <laughs> so I, I know that um, trash is a really big issue for the South Side. I think that there are just always more to be done more prevention uh, to be done on collecting trash before it all gets stopped up. And unfortunately we see that. Is this a runoff issue? It, it is. and Or a recreation a, issue? Well, it's both because okay. there's the trash comes in all, di- all different ways um, from people leaving drinks, leaving water bottles. There's lots of water bottles. There are a lot of plastic bags. Um, I mean, there's also lots of bigger debris that um, somehow ends up clogging up the the stream. And so um, there's always more to be done from a community perspective. Um, there are potential projects. The, the West Side Creek Project, I think, is exciting. Um, I grew up on the West Side, and I think that the... I mean, it's overdue. We, there's the need for recreation. There's a need for place for people to walk, to enjoy the outdoors, um, to be with their families. And um, it's awesome that it exists on the South side now. And, and I'm excited about what that might look like in near my, where I grew up. You've been obviously spending a lot of time on the campaign trail. What are you hearing from people as you go around talking to people about this position and why you're fighting for it? I hear a lot of questions about what they do. I didn't even know it was an elected spot. I didn't even know you could run for that. So just being an advocate for the River Authority and telling people what what it does. Um, The biggest partner of the River Authority is the county. And so uh, there's not a lot of, uh, again, engagement at the individual level. So how we can get more people informed of what it is that the River Authority does, um, why it is important to put your trash in the trash receptacle, 
why it is important that the floodplain maps are accurate and how it impacts you, how it impacts your home, how it impacts your family, being able to utilize the resources and the engagement of the people to the river. Um, One thing that I would love to do, I'm the co-leader for my daughter's Girl Scout troop. I would love to see some kind of camp, either Girl Scout, Boy Scout, or both connectivity with the River Authority. And there's so many scientists, ecologists, uh, experts of ecology that work at the river. How can we expose what it is that we're doing at the River Authority to young people um, to so they can see what, what that means, the ecology that's in their backyard, why the trees and the rocks and algae, fish, what, how, how, why is that important? What role they play in the ecosystem. Exactly. And when you teach someone that when they're young and it stays with them as they grow up, is that going to interest them in in what they're doing in their science class, in their biology class? Is it going to make sense to them of like, oh yeah, I remember when I was in the Girl Scouts and we went to the river and we saw this and I learned this and this is how it's applicable in what I'm learning and how I'm going to remember it for the rest of my life and why it's important for my children and their children, what's going on in, in our world and in our environment. And, you know, just the small things like recycling, why, why should I put it in the recycling bin and why not, why is it important to, if you see something on the ground, maybe you didn't put it there, but let's just go ahead and pick it up and put it in the trash can. Because I remember what I learned when I was um, on this trip and how that affects our, our environment and for the long run or how it affects downstream, the people who are the recipients of the water that um, is right here right now. I want to go back. We started out talking about your your background in policymaking and your love for an experience in water policy. Obviously, you feel like you can translate that into someone who's going to be very passionate. And do you see it as something that's important to let more people know who the River Authority is and what they do? Because it's the River Authority to me, can also be like the Alamo Area Council of Governments or the Metropolitan Planning Organization. Not many people know what they do, Mm -hmm. but they're very important entities. But they do have a regular retail component that the others really don't, the MPO and ACOG. So it seems like people do need to learn more about who the agency is and what they do and the impact they have on the lives of San Antonians. So now that I have been plugging into the activities of the River Authority in a more substantial way, you know, when I was at the chamber, I knew what the issues were that they were trying to advocate for at the state level, at the federal level, and was involved with them in a you know, very specific policy-driven way. And so seeing beyond that in more of a holistic way, I have seen their efforts in trying to do outreach and in, in fact has been actually really impressed that the connection to people on the South side is really 
pretty impressive. Uh, there was a public meeting to give an update on the mission reach um, to talk about kind of what's going on now, what people should expect to see. And it was a full house. And so they are, I think because of the connect connectivity to the community, being there, having so many people utilizing the the trail and the walkability and you know it more being more tangible to them i think that there is this natural connection to the river authority specifically and we don't see i mean i haven't seen that in necessarily other parts of the community because the river authority is responsible for the river and the 240 miles of the river that go south is also downtown, but it's more than just downtown river. And so having exposure to what the river authority does beyond what we know is the, the San Antonio river, which is the two miles downtown. I think that when you're connecting to it, um, there's more reason to learn about the organization and to have connection to the organization. Um, and that's just not the case. So what they do is really important. I think, you know, in that in that space of flooding and being responsible for the flood maps, that's something that, you know, you don't really know about the flood maps or care about flood maps until your home has been flooded. And so mm-hmm. that's just something that, um, unfortunately, that's when you learn about it. So um, is there more we can do to educate the community? I mean, that's always an elected official's dream is to have more public engagement. I think that would be the, the same case for the River Authority, um, trying to do what we can to get more people involved in what the mission is, how it impacts them. I mean, there's always more we can do. There's always ways to improve. So I'm going to give you an opportunity just to give me and uh, share with me your your final thoughts on um, the election and, and why you want to be uh, the next board member on the San Antonio River Authority. Thank you. Well, I'm born and raised in San Antonio. I have a passion for water policy. I have been engaged in civic things, civic ideas in the public civic world for many years and have always loved what the River Authority has been doing. And uh, there's an opportunity for me to be engaged in a more significant way. And I am excited to accept this challenge to take the next step to be a part of my community. I hope that that because of my experience in policy and because I know how to work with people on both sides of the aisle, I'm able to communicate what the mission is and to be able to pull people in to be a part of what the River Authority is doing, to be able to articulate um, their mission and to engage the community, not just the the business community, but um, the neighborhoods and um, really all the stakeholders of the river, which is everybody in our community. We're all stakeholders. And I really want to be an advocate for stakeholders who all love and want us to have a wonderful river um, that is so important to everybody. And I think it's important you reminded me that this is a nonpartisan race. And it's also, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's the only item on the ballot 
outside of the statewide propositions. That's correct. Okay. And so as, as our ballots go, the statewide propositions are at the top of the ballot. And so that puts this race at the bottom of the ballot. So people need to, after they vote on all the propositions, their job isn't done yet. That's right. They need to actually vote in this particular race. You mentioned before you can vote for um, two of the five candidates. And early voting starts the 23rd of October and goes through November 3rd. And election day is November 7th. November 7th. All right. And you can learn more about the River Authority and more about me at my website at www.votelisaliza.com. And that's, it's pronounced Lisa, but it's spelled with a Z. That's correct. So it's votelisa.com. Well, Lisa, it's always a delight having a conversation with you. And I wish you all the best on this campaign. And I know you're going to continue to engage with voters um, until Election Day on the importance of the San Antonio River Authority. So we have 14 important things to vote on in addition to the River Authority that's at the bottom. And actually, my name is the fifth of the five on the list. So at the very, very bottom is Lisa Gonzalez Barretechea. Make it all the way to the bottom. <laughs> there you go. Well, Lisa Gonzalez Baratachea, thank you for taking the time to sit down and talk with us about your campaign for the San Antonio River Authority. And uh, we wish you all the best. Thank you. That does it for this episode of Beyond the Bite. As a reminder, in the race for San Antonio River Authority, you may vote for two of the five candidates on the ballot. The top two vote getters will be elected to serve. Please remember to vote early or vote on Election Day, November 7th, and make sure your voice is heard. Beyond the Bite is a production of Aldretta Strategic Partners and is edited by Nick Chamberlain of Every Word Media. As always, we thank you for listening.